Hey friend, welcome to this week's episode of Confidently in Charge, the virtual talk show and podcast where we talk about the personal leadership development side of entrepreneurship. I am your hostess, Allison KT. I'm a certified leadership coach and the founder of Poppy Lead. I am so excited to bring today's conversation to you. Let's dive in. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Confidently in Charge, the podcast here by Poppy Lead. I am your hostess, Allison KT, and today I am so excited to be joined by the phenomenal Jackie Simic. Um, she is a magnetic mindset coach and a certified EFT practitioner who serves coaches, creatives, consultants, um, and she's sort of, I love this description, a bit of a cross between a coach and a therapist. Um, I have just been really in awe of her authenticity and, you know, commitment to herself as a leader um, of this amazing business. I really love her, you know, mindset focused, like spiritually influenced work. Um, and just am so excited to have this conversation today. Um, you know, I love her approach to entrepreneurship and really just kind of being a boss. Um, and so I am just so excited to welcome you to the show, Jackie. Thank welcome. you. It always, it, isn't it funny when, I don't know, if like anyone in your audience has been on a podcast or been introduced and you sit there and you listen to someone else speak about you. <laughs> so it's this moment of like, am I really? Did I do that? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, when you're like, oh, what? I just had someone say some really nice, really nice things about me recently. And it's just, yeah, that moment of like, oh, thanks. All truth, yes. yeah. But um, so I would love to just, you know, dive right on in. Some of our favorite topics of conversation on this show are really entrepreneurship kind of as a whole. Um, you know, we talk about the confidence, the leadership, um, and I really love your kind of mindset approach to it. So let's just dive on in. How did you get started in entrepreneurship? Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, so I have a big, I have a big corporate background about 15 yeah. years in corporate between mm -hmm. two jobs. So I really, I stayed the length of both jobs and kind of worked my way up. Um, and at one point during that period of time, like it's, it's interesting when you look back on things now, like things really start to show themselves to you. But even though I'd spent such a long time in corporate and I spent a long run in each of the businesses, I was. I think two years in and I took my first sabbatical. I took, it was like another two years and then I went and worked abroad. Then it was another two, you know, it was just like, I was always kind of going on these breaks. Yeah. So um, about three years into the second job, I just, I, well, maybe two years, doesn't matter. Um, I went on a trip to Asia. It was my first time to Asia and we had spent three weeks there and I had this like really human experience, you know, when you're in the corporate world and I was in private equity. So everyone's caught up in, who's driving what, oh, who's yeah. flying what, let's just be honest. I had people <laughs> at the office who were buying planes oh, and <laughs> you know, who's, who's position, blah, blah, blah. And you go to a place that's the middle of nowhere. And like all of that gets just stripped away from you. There's no mm -hmm. labels. There's, um, you know, it's just human to human connection. It's human love. These people who have nothing, they want to give you more. Mm -hmm. And I was just really, really touched. And I said to myself, like, I am going to spend a year traveling. Like I want to do this. I made a commitment to myself. 
that by the next year that I would leave. And I did, I planned everything out. I quit that job and I went on like a journey of, of mm -hmm. like, you know, searching in essence, like of, for something like outside myself that would make me feel good. That would light me up would be the place I fell in love with someone who knows mm -hmm. and did all of that. And really like literally went to the other side of the earth, came home and was like, okay, um, all that I was searching for, I still haven't found. Mm. And at that point, like I was trying to find a job again and I was getting like, you know, rejection after rejection. My partner and I broke up. I ended up like living with my parents because if you're unemployed, you're not getting an apartment in New York city. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm, you know, in my childhood bedroom, staring up at my diploma from college. <laughs> it's like, I'm just like, what am I doing here? And uh, not only what am I doing here, but like, how am I still here? How, after all of that, that I just went on, do I like feel this way? And so I was like, oh, I really like need to get to the bottom of this. I really surrendered. Mm -hmm. And my friend was like, go see this woman. And so I went to see this woman and she taught me this technique that I use with all my clients now. And it really fundamentally helped me feel better, helped me switch the way that I was thinking about myself. And I got very addicted to like, what is this thing? Cause I feel so great. And I'm having these breakthroughs I never had. And I started to quickly get involved in um, learning that and becoming certified to use the tool. And in the meantime, I got my old job back and, uh, and started back there. And then over time, like you just can't have those types of experiences where like, I'm beginning to feel better and better inside. Um, I got a dose of what it was like to not have a corporate job. Um, I'm back in this environment where like, yeah, I feel better about myself and everything, but I'm looking around, like, do I want to become all these people that are here? Do I want my life to just be about, um, you know, chasing money and, and not really like helping people. I wanted to like, I knew I was helping people in the greater scheme of things, but I wanted to really help people in a more intimate way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you start to feel better, <laughs> entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. So you're like, so I think the higher self in me sort of knew that. And it was like, no, no, just stay in this job, just stay in this job. Mm -hmm. And I yeah, went on another trip yeah. to the middle of nowhere. And um, I was in this jungle in Nicaragua. And um, I had one book. And it's a book I, I recommend to all my clients. To, it's kind of like makes you go in and kind of introspectively look at like, what is your life's purpose? What do you want to do with your life? And yeah, I emerged from the jungle being like, yeah, I guess you're starting your own business. Because I couldn't <laughs> ignore all the signs that were like, what lit me up was that I loved helping people. I loved hosting people. I loved traveling. I was like, okay, none of that's going to happen in this office, in this role. Mm -hmm. So then I slowly sort of like started to make my exit mm -hmm. um, and started putting the pieces together. But I was super, super naive to to think that like, I thought like, you know, I remember the day that I launched my website, I was still working in the corporate job. And um, I was like convinced that there would be like an avalanche, like like the oh, server yeah. would blow up or something, you know, like, exactly. like I press publish and like, who doesn't want to feel better? Everybody wants this technique and I'm going to help them. And they're just going to come pouring in, you yeah, know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that's kind of how it started. Uh, long, I, long story, not short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's so, I mean, that is the story. That's kind of, I think what leads us here. Like you 
you know, you listen to those pings of like, I want something different. I want to be able to travel. I, but then realizing like, okay, I traveled, I was around, but there's still something deeper within me that's kind of begging to get out that wants to emerge. Um, And I know we'll talk a little bit later on in this episode about sort of the the parallel between healing and entrepreneurship. Um, yeah. cause I super love that, but before we get too far into that, I would, you know, you, you've told us a little bit about, you know, starting this business. How was that first year? Like, you know, you said people didn't beat down the door immediately, but they eventually showed up. Um, it sounds like, so what was yes. that? Like? Yes. Um, so yeah. Um, Gosh, it feels like a million years ago. It's almost like traumatic that those beginning days. Oh no! But um, yeah, no, it's so I put the website out, and you know, thought that that's it. That's all it really took, like being present in the marketplace and listing myself on a practitioner website, mm-hmm. and really didn't have like my offering built out or have a have like a I hate the word funnel, but you know have a journey that a client could or potential client could take to get to know me to understand whether I'm the right investment for them to make. I also was just offering the tool itself. So um, I was really, it's really hard to market a modality um, Mm -hmm. than to really talk to people in terms they understand when it's something that's not mainstream. And although it's got all the science and the effectiveness behind it, like that's not compelling to help people be like, yeah, I want to try that out. And you end up with like a lot of marketing that's based around like education and proving. And it, that's basically where I was. It was like, I was so unsure of myself, unsure of like what I was really doing. Um, I had a coach, like I joined a big box group coaching program that if you don't have a clear understanding of what you're doing, you will get lost up in there. <laughs> It'll be mm-hmm. like throwing yourself into a washing machine, you just tumbled around. <laughs> and, and then like one of the head coaches out of that ended up leaving the program, took like five of us with him and now I'm getting coaching from someone who's got a $12 million business and wow. I'm trying to start something from, from, you know, scratch. So I'm mm-hmm. getting a lot of like advice. that's really not applicable for me, but I'm also in a very waiting mode. I was in such a waiting mode. I was waiting for our next call in two weeks for him to give me the holy approval of whatever I'm doing. I was looking at everything outside of myself as opposed to like, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a lot of decisions in those early days. You know, they'll tell you to niche. Right. So I am like, okay, I'll niche down, but I made the choices in who I was niching down to serve. I shouldn't say down because like it's a negative connotation, but yeah. <laughs> to focus. Yeah. Yeah. To focus my energy. So it's not scattered all over the place. And I can have clear lines of communication because clarity always works. Um, and I picked the niche that was based on fear. It was based on like, okay, I'm gonna pick this niche because they have a lot of money corporate, I picked corporate people, even though I just left corporate and wanted nothing to do with them. Mm -hmm. Right. So now I want to try and like reconnect with corporate people. Mm. And I picked, um, physical pain. So that's something that the modality I'm, I'm certified in can help a lot in, Mm. but it has to be beyond, it has to be like chronic because, you know, we have physical pain from, we break our leg, we have physical pain, but if we have pain where we broke our leg two years later, Mm -hmm. that's, chronic pain that's actually emotionally tied. It's never going to be physiologically um, addressed. So I just made another hard thing for me to try to explain to people. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I mean, I got a few clients, but it was definitely, there were some long, lonely days. (laughs) And 
Um, I was also very burnt out. You know, I was burnt out from all of the the time that I'd spent working. And there were, I just remember like lots of days where I would be like, okay, you're going to do three posts and you're going to go on live and you're going to, and then it would be like two o'clock. I'd done none of it. And I was like, I need a nap. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. just like, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to nap. I'm going to go for a walk. Um, it was a lot of like healthy coping mechanisms <laughs> that I guess my body just needed at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. I mean, we have to learn how to like, you know, kick ourselves into, into action sometimes. Um, and you know what I hear, like, it makes sense perhaps that you didn't dive into action because it sounds like, you know, maybe there wasn't alignment Mm -hmm. with the work you were doing. And so like, of course you didn't want to, you know, do all of that. So, you know, what, what changed? Like you're, you're not with corporate and you're not working in physical pain at the moment, like my understanding there. So how did you find that? So I did this big box group coaching program and I would show up to the calls <laughs> show up to the washing machine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I would, it was, it was actually like, it used the modality that I practiced. So some of the calls would be based on mindset, things that needed to be shift and emotional, like fears and things that were coming up. And some of the calls were just like based on strategy. So mm-hmm. what was really interesting was that I got to be like the fly on the wall and really see that people who had been in business five years, 10 years, didn't matter. Like mm-hmm. when they had to either change their strategy or they had to um, fo- focus on a different niche or raise their prices, anything that felt scary, like mm-hmm. these people were coming to the calls really suffering, like really in pain, crying, lots of fear, lots of paralysis, um, procrastination, feeling overwhelmed, self-doubt, all those things. And I'm watching all this and I'm like, all of these people need personalized tapping. They need to like do some of the inner work that would really just help them feel bold and confident and step up and like answer their calling, you know, create their own markets, create their own, um, voice that really resonates with the right people standing in their power. And I knew that's what I wanted to do, but I told myself, you don't know what the hell you're, can we swear on this? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're doing. So yeah. like, you don't even have your own business. Like you're sleeping, you know, you're meditating on the couch and you have like two clients right now. How are you going to help other people? Mm-hmm. Right. So I knew I always wanted to do that, but I didn't really fully step into it. So when I did start to step into it, yes, more clients started to show up. And then it was like, okay, you got to practice what you preach because every time that you're letting your own fear hold you back, like, you're not in alignment either because you're not living what you're, what you're saying. And you're not, you know, these tools work. So like, you need to allow them to like work on yourself as well. And Mm. so that would say, I would say is the the biggest first shift is that I just started getting visible and really started putting myself out there. It was just like, okay, even if the message isn't right, like, this is what I believe in. Like, I'll just keep saying it and it'll resonate for the right people. Mm -hmm. And it did, it started to resonate for people. I started hosting tapping circles at my co-working space. I'm like, RIP the wing. Um, and you know, and, and things like that, um, started off, like started offering smaller bite-sized like experiences with me. So things started to, to elevate. And then I also started to like, see what was happening with clients. So I was like, okay, they're finishing a six week offer and they need more. 
Now mm -hmm. I've moved it up to two months. Okay, it's two months. They need to go to three months. Oh, three months. They still want to, they want to renew for another round. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, they need six months. So I started to change what was my offering as well. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I got a great one-on-one -on -one coach who helped me like really get down on my strategy. And I packaged, you know, understood who I was speaking to. What was the real tangible problem? How would an entrepreneur speak to this stuff as opposed to the way I'm speaking at it, like in mm -hmm. my industry lingo or in my like mm -hmm. already, um, you know, one of the things I say to clients is like, speak like you would be having a conversation with a friend, not like you're the news reporting on it. Right. So we yeah. try to use all these like big words that make us sound important, but like nobody can relate to those. Right. So I got like really, I kind of up leveled my marketing, mm -hmm. really got the strategy down packed. Um, started to work on my own, like money consciousness, because it's interesting mm -hmm. that like, I love money. And like I said, I've been around money for a long time and I don't come mm -hmm. from money. Like my parents are, you know, political refugee immigrants. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, there's a difference between earning money in corporate and just like being like, okay, I'm here every week. The paycheck just like got direct deposited, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. versus like, I need to have a conversation right now and deter like communicate what I'm say I'm worth or mm -hmm. the price point and things like that. So started to work around like my own fears and objections around some of that stuff. Um, oh gosh, and that sounds like such amazing work. Like just to kind of acknowledge there, like through this whole process, you're getting more in alignment with who you serve. You're stepping into mm -hmm. that power and then having that realization of like, okay, I need to be who I say I am. I need mm -hmm. to like, I need to be the person who runs this business. Um, that's incredible. That's yeah. And it's, it's these, like, I really genuinely, in my opinion, beliefs drive everything. So beliefs, mm -hmm. like when you, you receive what you believe, right. And your beliefs will drive, whether you're consistent, committed, you complete your actions, you actually like bring it to the finish line so you can receive that thing that you want. Mm -hmm. um, and so everything for me is belief work and it trickles through so much stuff where entrepreneurs don't even realize mm -hmm. it's, it's like the way that you choose certain words in your marketing, the way that you belittle yourself that you don't even realize you're doing when you're just like, uh, when you're just, I'm just doing this, or what do you guys think? Or maybe you want to come instead of really being like, you need this, right? This is what I believe in. This is what you know, is going to be the game changer. Like you've got to embody all of that. If you don't believe in what you're doing, no one else is going to believe in it for you. Mm, that's and so true. They're not going to make an investment, right? It's their hard earned money. And you've got to not only like understand where they are, but you've got to paint that aspirational like result for them. No matter what you do, if you're a consultant, you're building websites, like you got to be like, yep, the traffic's coming through this, mm -hmm. through what I'm about to design this amazing like user experience or whatever it is, or if you're a coach or a consultant, you know, really help somebody to see like what that is and what makes you different because every single one of us has had like a different life experience. Like I used to hide that I was an accountant. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And then now like clients are like, no, that's the reason I hired you because I started talking about it. And they're like, yeah, you, you're this intersection of emotional trauma, like trauma healing so that I can strengthen the beliefs in my self identity. And then you still can calc my revenues in two seconds mm -hmm. and map out my programs for the year or my offerings mm -hmm. and see how things like go together. And all of the strategy that I got um, empowered with and started to implement my own business, I have then passed on to my clients as well. So mm -hmm. I kind of marry the two. Um, 
the strategy and the mindset because the mindset is so important and the foundation to everything, but it's not as powerful. It's like just a bunch of like kind of esoteric mushy stuff. If you mm -hmm. don't have something to actually put it into. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that's, you know, one of the things that I love so much about your work and kind of seeing that, you know, leaning into the fact that you need both and the acknowledgement of like, okay, yeah, you can have strategy and spreadsheets till the cows come home. But like, if you don't honestly believe in what you're offering to people, or like, if you don't, you know, have that mindset of like, yes, this is, you know, worthwhile, this is exactly what you need. Um, and then tapping into some of that, you know, self-talk that's so powerful. Cause yeah, I know I, I, I used to be a big, like, if you want to book a call, like if, if that feel, and it's just yeah, like, oh, no. totally. I, I had, a, trust you need this. I was doing um, a presentation last summer, not this past summer of COVID, but the summer before that um, at a store in, in Soho. And I invited, a, like I put an event right up, invited some people, invited some friends to come. And I had this little um, postcard and mm -hmm. God, I don't even remember what it said on it. It was like some sort of quote, belief work, something, and it had like a picture of me on the other side. And my friend, thank God that she came because she is a trained actress, singer, dancer, mm -hmm. she's been on Broadway and all that stuff. And so she picks up on all of these little cues so easily. And afterwards, mm -hmm. she was like, Okay, did you realize that when you gave out the postcard, you were like, if you guys want one, like here, I like kind of mm -hmm. made this. If you think it's cool, like you can put it up in your house if you want. She's like, you have to be like, no, like this postcard, you need to know this, this message mm -hmm. every day. You need to put this up in a place in your house where you can read it every day. You need to believe it. You need to embody it. Like that's where I was like, oh, did I do that? Like, you know, sometimes like, yeah. So yeah, it's these little ways, like I was saying that your belief work, your beliefs, really trickle through everything, whether you like it or not. It trickles through so much of the tonality, the nonverbal, and that stuff gets picked up even in copy that you write, even, you know, in a Zoom call that you're on, in that sales call that you're on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so powerful. Just thinking about that language and bringing it. Um, and I love, you know, kind of your awareness of the belief and like understanding how you feel um, with that. You know, I'd love to ask because previously we've had a, a conversation that sort of, you know, shifted things in my head a little bit, but it was around the idea of plugging into communities as a new entrepreneur. Because um, I, I know that like, I really enjoy being in community with other entrepreneurs, but I thought you had some really interesting kind of caveat. So could you speak a little bit to, yeah, I probably have an, an, another perspective too, since we spoke, mm -hmm. cause I had a, I had my own NLP session last week where <laughs> coach was like, and you're doing this in the community. I'm like, Ooh. um, so one of the, th like I mentioned that big box, when I say big box group coaching program, I mean like the type of thing where this, like the coach is sort of famous and they're running all these Facebook ads and then they get you to come to their like weekend in some ballroom with no windows and they hype you up all weekend and then they sell you from stage to come work with them for like a year and it's usually like a five-figure price tag mm -hmm. um and it was you know it's first time I was like I can't do this on my own I need this and 
So I joined, but I really didn't understand that there was no one-on-one. -on -one. And when mm -hmm. you don't have one-on-one, -on -one, you don't have somebody who's really in there intimately knowing your business, giving you specific advice for your business. And like I said, I was really unclear about who I was or what I was even doing. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, I'm showing up to all these calls and I'm getting triggered. <laughs> I'm getting triggered. Oh, no. Like not only am I getting triggered because I can't help them, but I'm getting triggered because I'm like, oh, they've been in business for five years and they're still struggling. Like I would be triggered on the low vibrational end of people who are really struggling. Cause I was like, Oh no, I, I I'm struggling too, but I'm barely keeping myself like above water, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. And mm -hmm. I can't, I can't like have you come try to, you know, drag my life, my, uh, what is that called? <laughs> my life vest or, or yeah, uh, like your lifeboat. Yeah. It's like, you know, you know it is. it's like too many people get on it. The thing's going to capsize. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, that's what that was triggering me. And then on the on the flip side, people doing well was triggering me too, because I was like, well, I want to do well. What, what do they got that I don't got? Or what are they doing that, you know, I'm not doing. And then you try to mimic them or you try to like study what they're doing. You're like, oh, I'll just change my niche. I'll do exactly what they're doing, which mm -hmm. doesn't work because you need to work in your own calling, your own dharma, mm -hmm. in your own unique way of putting it out there. So I found that for myself, like as much as community is a beneficial thing. And now later on, like, you know, I've, I'm, I really do thrive in the community and I, I'm at a place where like, I feel really good about myself and about my business. Um, one of the things, the thing that was pointed out to me recently was that I love coming to, I have a pod. So it's a, it's a group of like 10 people mm -hmm. plus where we each get like, you know, it's like a mastermind, like 10 minutes to share mm -hmm. something and then everybody can help. So mm -hmm. this coach was like, you thrive on helping people. So that's why you like coming to the pod because then you actually given like the mic to, to help somebody. <laughs> um, but yeah, even that could be a little bit, you know, trying to get um, fulfillment off of the group right, in that right. sort of way. But yeah, I mean, now I think community is really important. I think it's good to have different types of communities mm -hmm. that serve different purposes that extend into different areas. Um, networking is, you know, really important, but like beyond the surface level, like really getting to know people. I love virtual coffees where mm -hmm. you can really take like a 30 minute deep dive with somebody they have been like, actually they've led to clients, mm -hmm. whether it's the person themselves, like three months later mm -hmm. or them referring somebody to me. Yeah. Like really helpful. And, and just like networking amongst different groups too, to do mm -hmm. presentations, mm -hmm. to, to do like leads in the group. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the, one of the things I tell people, I do think like, like a BNI, mm -hmm. like, um, business networking international, where mm -hmm. you really commit for like a half a year to go every single week and they take tenants. It's very serious. And mm -hmm. I do think you kind of need to be a member to get the benefit from it. You need to really develop those relationships over time. But mm -hmm. if you're curious and you want to go visit some chapters, mm -hmm. you can visit a chapter up to two times. And because of COVID, all the chapter meetings are online. So mm -hmm. I literally have visited like Lake Tahoe chapter and like, you know, mm -hmm. Queens chapter because I don't have to go there in person. and I vacations. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's like a great way if you're looking to, to network and expand your network, but like with everything, you have to be genuine and real and like actually mm -hmm. follow up. But yeah, yeah, that's my little bit of like a, cause I know a lot of your audience is newer entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Just keep a pulse or an awareness of how you're feeling when you're showing up to these groups mm -hmm. and if they're that's not serving you, get out, yeah, <laughs> yeah. go get the help you need or whatever's coming up for you. Mm -hmm. Talk it through with somebody. Yeah, definitely. That's like, we awesome. don't need to do this alone. 
Mm -hmm. Um, but there's different avenues of getting support. And if you're a person like me who really values like intimate support, like I talk to my accountability buddy every day, Mm -hmm. right? So that's my point person that I get to talk to about my business because trust me, the people in your life that aren't entrepreneurs, they don't want to hear shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're like, don't come on now. Yeah. That's so powerful though. Just having that level of awareness about like, okay, is this community, you know, serving me? Am I getting pulled down by negative Nancy's? Am I feeling inadequate next to this person? Like all of those things. I think that really, you know, connects to that, that further discussion of like entrepreneurship is healing and like coming back to the belief and like learning about yourself um, continually. Uh, Before we dive into that though, I would love to ask, I thought you shared something really interesting previously too, around kind of thoughts about like capitalism and like some self-worth stuff. If you want to, you know, Uh um, cause I, I found Allison, that it's been, it's, you know, we're recording this. I don't know when your audience is like going to hear it. We're recording this Tuesday after Thanksgiving. And, uh, yeah, I was called a communist twice by my family this past weekend. I'm like, oh, I have my own business. Like, I, I, come on now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I know so- that like early in the days of like, you know, my own entrepreneurship, I would think like, oh, I'm starting a business so I can dictate my schedule. But then next thing I know, I'm beating myself up because I'm not working all the time or, you know, like, yeah, I, I think it's also like, what was really frustrating for me was that I was really good at my, at my job. I did really well. Um, you know, I was, early promoted. I was a, I was a manager at one of the big four by 25. (laughs) Like it was, um, so people would, when I started a business, it felt like everybody was like placating me in a sense that they were like, you're like, you know, the old, like, let me put my hand on your shoulder and be like, you'll do okay, son. Mm -hmm. You know, and everyone's like, you're going to do amazing. If there's anyone else that can do it, it's you. Mm -hmm. You've been such a hard worker. You know how to do this. Like anyone can rely on you. You can meet every deadline. You'll work till 10 o'clock, all of that stuff. And the, the capitalistic world, which I'm not anti-capitalism, I just, I'm pro-conscious capitalism. I don't think that we For need sure. to like take For everyone sure. out in the midst For of sure. it, right? <laughs> There's a way to go about growing business that still right. gives back our, nourishes our communities and the, the like most disenfranchised among us. Um, but the, the whole like thing that capitalism sort of takes advantage of, mm-hmm. which is this like internal, I'm not good enough, Mm -hmm. which is what really motivates a lot of people's great work behavior. Mm -hmm. That's why you stay till 10 o'clock. That's why you get the job done because you want the praise from your boss. You want the raise, you want the carrot dangling in front of you, whatever it is they're giving you. Mm -hmm. And, and it makes you feel good when you get it. And if that is the core driver to making you a great employee, when you go out on your own, that core belief is still there. Mm. And now instead of, you know, striving and dedicating yourself to doing work for somebody else, for someone else's company or bottom line, you need to do it towards your own bottom line, Mm -hmm. towards yourself, towards Mm -hmm. what you think you're worth and what you think you deserve. But -hmm. if that core belief is I'm not good enough, or I'm not worthy or deserving, Mm -hmm. you are going to end up bumping up against yourself. It's going to be very hard to motivate yourself. It's going to be very hard to take the actions that actually move the needle in your business 
mm-hmm. that are like, okay, this is what my package is, you know, worth, or this is what I'm charging. Or, um, you know, I had a lot of, I've had clients, like they, they go and they do all the networking and then they forget to mention their business yeah. <laughs> or, or like, you know, they're like, oh, I'm networking and they like go to yoga and coffee, but there's no, no discussion of like business is ever mm-hmm. happening. There's, mm-hmm. there's like, it's like, they're almost like playing dress up in a sense, mm-hmm. um, they're not doing like the real thing that it takes to create a business, um, and to get a business off the ground. It's not forming an LLC and opening a bank account. Although those things I think are energe- energetically important. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, doing the, doing the real stuff, like they, they can end up, you can also end up like chasing your tail, offering way too many things, overworking, um, mm-hmm. procrastinating, like feeling overwhelmed, mm-hmm. underpricing all of your stuff, um, mm-hmm. over delivering once you get somebody inside, not having any boundaries. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those, a lot of that stuff is all stemming from that same root place. And if you don't mm-hmm. clean up that root place, then you're, you're either going to burn yourself out. You're not going to make any money. Right. You're just um, you know, kind of, you're trying to build on sand at that yeah, point. Like yes, totally. it's not, you're not giving yourself a good foundation. Exactly. Yeah. That's so true. I know that, you know, entrepreneurially too, like being so in alignment with the work that I'm doing or like, you know, spending so much of my day focusing on my own business and things like that. Like it is easy to let that shift into like, you know, that negative headspace, if you're not careful of like, well, nobody's resonating with me, I must not be good at what I'm Mm -hmm. doing. And it's like, it's really hard not to take that personally. But that's, you know, part of the journey is figuring out like, no, okay, it'll resonate with the right people when it's supposed to resonate. And like, you know, this has nothing to do with my own. And it might be like, um, you might have a messaging challenge. Mm-hmm. You might be exactly. in front of the wrong audience. You might yeah. be speaking to a problem that you're not speaking to in a way that like an ideal client understands, mm-hmm. or, you know, they see it as this ancillary problem, not the one that you know, re- they really need to work on, you know? So right. it could be so many strategic things. And yeah, mm-hmm. it could be hard, like it could be very easily then to beat ourselves up, be like, I'm mm-hmm. not getting the results that I want. Mm-hmm. And then it's sort of tum- like, it sort of snowballs, right? I have a lot of clients that have, have been in business for like four or five years. And like, it's much harder, no matter how, what level of income, it's much harder mm-hmm. to run a business at four or five years than the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that much of like energy and history of like what worked, what didn't work, right. you know, sometimes you got hurt, the disappointments and that. And if you don't clean that stuff up, you're mm-hmm. going to continue to bring that with you as opposed to learn from it and like catapult yourself mm-hmm. from it. But the people that have been in business, they come to me because they're not happy with where their revenues are four to five years in there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of comparison of like, why am I behind quote unquote? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, my, this, this woman that I graduated from nutrition school with, or, you know, she's got a big business, but I don't, or, Mm -hmm. you know, those types of things. Um, so it's important to address some of that stuff to really like heal some of those like emotional things because they do cloud up everything. For sure. Don't bring them with you. And like, they do not, you don't need to have the emotional baggage of your business, like heal, you know, transform. Um, and there's so much goodness coming after that. Um, so I love your focus really on entrepreneurship, kind of being that healing journey. And, um, I hear a lot, you know, in what you're saying about kind of following, like, what feels good, what feels right, what's in alignment. Um, so what advice do you have for new entrepreneurs about really like following 
you know, what feels easy? How do we find that? Yeah. Um, well, I work with mainly all women, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure about your audience here. So I talk a lot about desire. Not that I don't think men have desire too. They do for sure. Um, but I think it's harder for women to listen to their desire. Um, we, you know, they, especially like with business, we think of it as like this very masculine thing. We could be like just driving, doing, and working all the time that it's hard to even understand or feel our desires. And the, you know, the, the methodology that I use, the modality that I use is tapping. It's a somatic based tool, right? So really getting ourselves more from our head into our bodies, more into our hearts, using the wisdom of our bodies. Our bodies are so wise. They tell us what's resonating for us and what's not. Mm. And if we, if we give ourselves a little bit of the space to start to work with that information and use it as a guide. So when things are constricting, probably not good for us, but the important thing is to do the work around. Is this a fear that's rational and like real that I'm constricting from, or is this some like a limiting belief I have that like I can actually work through and then this can actually not feel scary or intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, but really underneath all of that, and I think you have, there is this like need to know yourself, to get quiet, to be in touch with your body is these desires. Mm-hmm. And I like one of the books, I, another book I really love for clients, happy pocket full of money. I call it the Bible. <laughs> so that we're like, it's about the quantum field and like mm-hmm. our relationship with it. And you know, in that book, they talk about when you have a desire, like when you are, you feel drawn to something, there's a reason that you're drawn to it and other people are not. And that is a literally like instructions in essence, mm, wow. being given to you from whatever you believe is the higher power, whether you think it's just an energetic field or you call it universe or God or spirit, but everything that you've been asking for, right? Asking is already given. Mm -hmm. So the things that you're asking for, the successful business, the money, the family, the relaxation, the freedom, the vacation, all of that stuff, you are being shown how to get that. Mm -hmm. And that comes through listening and following your desires. Mm -hmm. And I don't like within the construction, the construct of your business. Like, so I'm not talking like, I love Mount Everest and like, Maybe one day I'll climb it, right? But more I'll go to base camp. Like, yes, like that is a desire I have, but that's not what I'm really like. I'm more specifically like in your business. So mm-hmm. back in August, I had a client tell me that she had a win and she was like, I feel like I have no one to share this with. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I share it with my best friend, they're just going to get jealous. No one else owns their own business. They don't understand. And I just got this desire to be like, I need to build a place for this woman. Like mm-hmm. I need to build a place where other women are crushing it, where this is a normal conversation. It's mm-hmm. normalized to be like, yep, I made 20 K this month. Like mm-hmm. I want that to exist. I want to be a part of that conversation. I want to hang out there. It was like, I just had this desire. Mm-hmm. And so I started to build it. And I was like, I had never done a group program. I never did a launch. I was post an ayahuasca journey that had kicked mm-hmm. the shit out of me. So I was like pretty much in depression And I still built that program and sold it, sold it out. Mm -hmm. And we're just like next week is our last call. And it was a 50 K launch. And I really believe that like, if you follow your desires, like that success is there. It may not be immediate. It may be something you have to learn or go through, Mm -hmm. but I, I think everything's serving you. Mm -hmm. And these are your instructions. Mm Wow. We're That's meant to feel so good. good. <laughs> yeah. You're meant to feel good. Oh, 
That's beautiful. Yeah. I think I, I always get frustrated when I hear, um, you know, things like the whole, like, Oh, nothing, nothing worth having is easy. And like all of the kind of like mind, like the, the way that we make things harder. Oh, and, like, totally. We're totally with our language of yeah. like, We've been doing like in the group programs called the multiplier. We've been doing work around that. Like mm-hmm. who taught us this? And mm-hmm. like, again, I think some of that stuff comes from not feeling good enough because if it's harder than we've earned it, then it's more valuable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have this external thing to be like, here's my validation. Yeah. And, you know, oh, yeah. And, yeah. It's, it's really as hard as we want to make it. And it's as easy as we want to make it. And mm-hmm. I used to have this post-it on my desk actually during the launch. And I, and it said, allow it to be easy. Mm, that's and beautiful. so anytime that I would just be like, even this past week, so I'm, I'm enrolling like for round two of the multiplier coming up like next year. Mm-hmm. And like this weekend, I was just like, I want to relax. And I had two people enroll on Sunday. Like, awesome. And it was just like, I'm not saying do nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> guys. That is not what I'm saying. Like yeah. you gotta, you gotta action, for sure, but pay attention to how you feel. Mm-hmm. as you're doing the things that that yeah. you have to do in your business and there's always going to be stuff in your business that like you're not going to like and it's not your zone of genius and eventually like you'll find someone to outsource that too and all of that good stuff but um yeah pay attention to how you feel pay attention to what's motivating you mm-hmm. um pay attention to whether you're chasing external things or you're coming from a centered internal place that's like mm-hmm. this is what I want, mm-hmm. even if it's, especially if it's nothing that anyone's ever seen before, you've mm-hmm. got to feel really good because you're introducing something new to the world. And, yeah. you know, it's, you're a vessel for bringing out this like new point mm-hmm. of view or this new approach or new solution and, and stick to that. Don't let your fear override your desires. Mm. So great. Yeah. I, I love that advice of like, it doesn't have to be like, it'll be, it'll be work for sure, but it doesn't have to be this hard, you know, grind of like hating everything you're doing. If you absolutely hate what you're doing, you know, how is that going to translate to clients, you know, being so excited to work with you? Like, it's all about that alignment and really following what feels great. Um, So to kind of wrap up our conversation a bit here, I'm a huge fan of discussing habits and routines um, and things like that. And really, you know, embodying our leadership and embodying, you know, who we are as the heads of businesses. So I would love to ask, what is maybe a non-negotiable in your day? And why is it so important to you? The only one I can really think of that I really genuinely am like, this is non-negotiable. Like the the handful of times I don't do it in the year or is because maybe I have like an early flight or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I'm a Vedic meditator. I've been a Vedic meditator for over five years. Mm -hmm. So it is a daily practice. It's supposed to be two times a day. I do not do my afternoon, but I always do my morning. So Mm -hmm. I have a routine when I get up out of bed, you know, I brush my teeth go to the bathroom, go back to bed. I kind of prop myself up a little. So my, your shoulders and your neck have to be like free in essence. Um, and then it's a mantra based meditation. But for me, um, I do like to distinguish that like meditation is like additive to mindset work. Mm -hmm. It's not going to undo your beliefs, Mm -hmm. but I do think that it will give you the space. It creates empathy. It like really strengthens like your prefrontal cortex. It does like calm your body. And for me, those 20 minutes in the morning, I always get a lot of communication from 
the other end, wherever that is. Mm -hmm. um, lots of content ideas, lots of solutions to things. I, I write my own copy. I write people's com my clients' copies, like in my head. I like jump out and be like, you know, I, and that's what I have to do. Like I have to keep the phone like right by me. And literally my notes section of my phone is just totally full yeah. of ideas and things like that. So for me, it's like a place to get quiet with myself, but it's really a place for me to receive. Mm -hmm. mm, that's beautiful to open up to those divine downloads to just like, be exactly what you need. That's so powerful. Taking yeah. that time for yourself. Oh, that sounds like an amazing way uh, to start the day and just to feel, you know, in alignment with the direction you're going and to connect to yourself and spirit. And oh, I love that. Yeah. As a and I like, I found Vedic meditation. Um, if anyone's listening is in New York, like we have this, we have two free papers that they give out like on the subway oh. and I never take it. And I took it from the guy that morning. And like, I read this like little op-ed mm -hmm. about this guy who like ran these meditation courses. Mm -hmm. And like that night he was doing like a talk about it. And I just like decided to go and I like finished the talk and he was like, I have a course this weekend. And I was like done. And I just like yeah. signed up right then and there. Wow. So yeah, trust the alignment because mm -hmm. it's over five years later. And this is a daily part of my life. Wow. Um, and the long-term benefits of this are like so clear. It's the same thing as TM, if anyone's interested in mm -hmm. or knows like transcendental, it's the same exact thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it just, I always think of it as like just such a funny story. Like I was in the right place at the right time. I took mm -hmm. the paper that day. I never do that, you know, and then I just was... left work to do it and boom. Yeah. Yeah. It was exactly, it was on the way to you and your paths were meant to intercept. That is so powerful and sounds like such an amazing, you know, addition to your day and just so beneficial in all the ways. Um, so the last thing I want to ask is how listeners can connect to you. Um, you know, I know that you have, I love your Instagram content and um, absolutely adore the, the work that you're doing, the multiplier. I know some people who are in it or were in the first round of it, and it's definitely on my future list of, you know, programs to look at because it's the work that you're doing sounds incredible. So how can people um, connect with you if they're interested in learning more? Um, uh, about you? Yeah. The number one place that I'm most active um, is Instagram. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Jackie Simic. Uh, I want to say That is my. That is my. Uh, <laughs> but Jackie Simic is my username, so it's all together. Um, and yeah, I'm. I mean, I like to post there. I have tapping videos up there. If you want to go check out the IGTV, I'm about to really get into reels. I just took a little course this weekend on how to make them. Even though I've been against them, I'm like, nope. I've switched my beliefs and was like, free platform. Let me work with it. Mm -hmm. um, I also have a Facebook group, but I'm. I do trainings in there, but I always announce them on my Instagram. So the best place just is to find me on my Instagram because you'll catch the announcement around the trainings and you can pop over to the Facebook group. Yeah. Amazing. And I'll be sure to link everything um, in the description for the podcast and below the video on YouTube so folks can uh, connect and find that because yeah, awesome, awesome resources there. So thank you so much, Jackie, for joining us and for your openness of sharing, you know, some of the 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 history of entrepreneurship for you and you know opening up about some of those lonely darker times yeah. I just want everyone to know that no matter where you are right now everything can change mm. so quickly for you mm. so just you know keep at it if it's not working mm -hmm. you know 
pray on it, be open to a solution, ask, you know, surrender, be like, please help me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I tell everyone last September, I made $0 that month. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had months last year where I made like $800 or something. Mm -hmm. And I haven't checked my numbers over after the weekend, but mm -hmm. I, I definitely will pass 200K this year. Wow. Yeah. That's, so, oh my gosh, congratulations. Anything can change. Anything <laughs> Very can change. Yeah. I'm, oh, that's so powerful to just think like, you know, keep putting in the work, keep doing it, you know, keep following your heart, keep doing what feels right. Um, and the proof is in the pudding. It'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> It'll come to you. Like just open, open to the possibilities. So this has been a super powerful episode. Um, for myself, I know I'm feeling super inspired. Um, about the possibilities that are out, that are out there. Um, I've got so many thoughts about communities and kind of my own beliefs and, and asking myself, you know, checking in with my own thoughts around the spaces I'm in and everything. I love that advice. So thank you so much, Jackie, for joining us. And thank you everyone for tuning in to this episode. Um, be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. And uh, you can also like and subscribe if you're catching this on YouTube. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And we will catch you next time. Mm -hmm.